Welcome. To Arcade Audio. guys on your phone <laughs> hello and welcome to this week's episode of married with movies i am one of your hosts samantha mullet see next to me on the couch is your other host and my beautiful husband chris mullet black males good old homophone jokes not enough homophone jokes out there in the world there's plenty there's not enough they always they they're knee slappers they get me i'm glad this pen wasn't open or i would have stabbed myself in the leg i just really now. wish you had stabbed yourself in the leg Look, it's quarter to five. Quarter to five in the afternoon. I'm Samantha's day. eyes are still closed, which is a good thing, so I don't have to see the pinkness in them. Look, everyone's going to think that, like, I just take dumps in your eye sockets from That's what how he long does. you've had. No, I don't. That's what he does. I do not. Yes, you do. You're so Our mean. Poor eyes. If you have a baby <laughs> in, like, the top five of my recommendations, because we talked about it. Like, every time we went out to dinner with our friends, or anybody saw you pregnant, like, oh my god, you have to go get this, or oh my god, get sleep now, like, all these, like, like opinions and advice. If anyone's, like, if I see anybody that's, like, pregnant, I'm like, oh my god, congratulations. Yo, enjoy your fucking eyes, because once you have a baby, feces and piss is everywhere, and you're gonna get pink eye. Very regularly, within the first six months of that kid being born. Yeah. And it's gonna suck. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I wish somebody had told me. Like, I knew it was a thing. Like, I told my mom. My mom's like, oh, see, now you know what it's like. I said, what do you mean? I, you never had pink eye. Yes, I did. I don't know these things. Yeah. Oh. She's like, oh, you guys are talking about me. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't do it on purpose. She was taking a nap, and now... Oh, she's going to continue the nap. She's stretching. She's Maybe rolling. that size? She's rubbing her eyes. Live commentary on a baby. Yeah, she will not be able to stand up, Cotton. <laughs> Jason Bateman called commentary on a baby. She's sucking on that thing. I'll tell you what, Cotton. And she's such a creep. Yeah, she's just tearing it. She'll fall back asleep. She's going to go. Yeah, she'll go. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Um, like we said, it's a quarter to five in the afternoon. She's still staring at you. May 29th. Just going to let it roll. Just going to let it ride. I can do this. I can handle this. Um... Happy Memorial Day. We said last week, but it's still Happy Memorial Day from when you're hearing this. Um, enjoying our day off, trying to knock some movies out. Again, weren't able to uh, to to see something new. Fucking Plex app, killing us. Uh, so instead, you're probably just gonna get another episode next week. Instead, but if you're new to the podcast, what we do here every single week is we watch a movie randomly selected from our big ass box of movies that uh, we own. Or we nominate movies back and forth to watch. Um, that podcast is coming soon. We t- I think we've actually scheduled when we're going to record it um, with our special guest. 
but you'll see that when it pops up on the on your on your on your podcast machine on your podcast thing, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or Google Play, whichever one you use, it'll come up if you subscribe automatically each Thursday. Ta-da! Married to Movies podcast. It's a great thing. It's wonderful. What else is going on in life, huh? Anything else we got? Anything she's else? still staring at you. No, she's more so um, eating her pacifier. Got a, a busy day. Baby proof in the house. Cuck-sucking motherfucking titty ball <laughs> Tuesday. Um, by baby fi, I don't mean like, you know, putting plugs and light sockets and stuff like that. She's a headbutt at the point. I mean, taking my wonderful, beautiful coffee table that I love so much and disassembling it and taking everything that was on it that I wanted to read. It's a hard marble And putting table. it in the garage and replacing it with this circular torture chamber for a child so that's got a, all kinds of... A, see, she's in it right now and she's moaning and groaning. No, she's not. <laughs> you want to go down there and put that pacifier back in her mouth so she wants to go back to sleep? No, I mean, I'm still waking. I don't want to go back to sleep. What? My life is a war. Entertain the people while I go put this child back to sleep. This is asking way too much. I do not sign up for this. I thought this was just going to be something you could do every week. Get a good two-hour nap in. What are you doing? Now, why are you going to sleep, too? That's not fair. I'm not. Uh, I'm wide awake. So, uh, we just watched a movie yesterday, so not a lot's changed. Um, since then, so we're just gonna, we're gonna get right into it. This is, uh, Girl Most Likely. Uh, it was a movie that was drawn randomly out of the box by Chris. And, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and read it. I'm gonna go ahead and not read it. Because uh, Jillian's crying in the back here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read it here. Oh. Laugh Out Loud Funny from Movies.com. Fucking Movies.com. Fucking Movies.com. Kristen Wiig is brilliant, said Marianne Johansson from FlickPhilosopher.com. Foot Philosopher? Flick Philosopher oh, with an F. I said Foot Philosopher. I'm like, they just saw the movie no. and enjoyed it. Flick Philosopher with an F. That way it's that alliteration and, and, mm-hmm. and everything. Um. Never heard of it. And Annette Benning is wonderful. So Christopher Schobert, IndieWire. Mm. Kristen Lee, Kristen Wiig. Kristen Lee is not in this movie. <laughs> no. Kristen Wiig leads an all-star cast in this hilarious, warm-hearted comedy about a once-promising playwright, Wig, who returns home to her wildly unpredictable mother, Annette Benning, and a house full of oddballs to get her career and life back on track. Featuring an all-star supporting cast including Matt Dillon and Darren Chris, Girl Most Likely is the comedy most likely to make you laugh out loud. Nope. <laughs> nope. Alright. So I think, uh, I think there's a reason uh, we, didn't, uh, we didn't see this movie. Or hear of it, really. Or hear of this movie. Uh, it came out, you said five years ago? Yeah, 2012. So it came out... 2013. Right... So four years ago. It was made in 2012, but came out in 2013. It probably came out after Bridesmaids. Had to have come out after Bridesmaids. It did. It uh, probably made right after Bridesmaids, or made right around Bridesmaids. Um, uh, like I said last week... My eyes are burning, and I don't think it's from the pink eye. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it's all the pink on this fucking box. Look at this yeah, pink-ass yeah. box. Well, it's pink. Women will buy this. My eyes are, are, are starting to burn a little. Can you just give me a, a tissue or, or something? Uh, you have stigmata in your fucking eyes. Give me that burp cloth. I'll just wash it up. <sighs> That's a poor idea, but okay. Why? Um, like I described last week, this was purchased because we needed to throw something into an FYE purchase couple years ago, and I was like, oh, Chris and Wig, and I like most of these people, um, and Matt Dillon, so <laughs> let's, let's see, and like, I thought it was one of those, and we've talked on the podcast, we've watched several of them, one of those indie movies that I thought was hovering around like 50 to 65% on Rotten Tomatoes, not a lot of people saw it because, you know, it was just an indie movie in the summer, or the middling reviews, no one like kind of cared. So I'm like, okay, that, n- that normally means that I like it. I was wrong. This movie's got like a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oof. Uh, which for like any movie of this stature. The directors of the film, uh, Sherry Springer Berman and Robert Polsini, uh, did American Splendor, which was the, the movie that single-handedly stopped our, uh, our first, our second attempt to watch all of our films. So I don't think we ever talked about it on the podcast. So the first time we ever tried to watch all of our oh, movies... Yeah was when um, we were still in college together, and at that time, I probably had, what would you say, maybe 300 movies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, all the blockbusters and movie stops and movie galleries were, were still, still open. thriving. <laughs> exactly. Thriving business. So we, we made, just like we did, this mm-hmm. we have now, we made an index card of every single um, movie. I, there's some at the bottom that I can see what they are. Oh, stop, don't cheat. I'm just curious. Oh, man. These can stay at the bottom. He is ADD. Um, so we made we made a card for every single movie. We drew all of them, like, right then and there. And I think we like were Like, we put them in, like, the order that we were going to... And we were going to, like, line my bedroom wall, like... With like, the with, index like, cards. Like, with, with the index cards. I think it lasted, like, five movies or something. Yeah. Uh, ironically enough, I think the first movie we watched was Stay Tuned. <laughs> I think we talked about that on, like, the very first podcast. No, because I never had never seen You had before. seen Stay Tuned before. I, I swear to God, no, we watched Stay I'd Tuned before. No, I'd never seen it before. Yes, we had. Yes, we had. You just blocked out of your memory. Well, uh, that could be. The second time we tried to do this was we just went alphabetical. Yep. From A. We started with, we just talked about this. Just after we moved in with each other, uh, still in Gainesville, and we made it through, like, all the President's Men, Adam, uh, across, across the, the universe. universe, and we got to American Splendor, which I just, again, bought for super cheap. It's a Paul Giamatti movie. It's based off of a graphic novel. It's supposed to be very, very good. Um, and we just never got around to watching it. This life got in the way, and we just never did it. Um, so, again, we still haven't watched American Splendor, um, but we have watched something that these two people have directed. Yeah, not a fan of this really at all. Um, I went to look up the trivia on it on IMDb. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you? No, I didn't. I I didn't. So the trivia is, Mm -hmm. uh... Padma Lakshmi spotted the book club launch party, which I mentioned because I'm a huge Top Chef fan. Top Chef fan. Yeah. Love all the reality, reality TV cooking shows. So I saw that right away. So that's one piece of trivia. The only other piece of trivia on this movie is about the writer titled the screenplay Imogene. Imogene, yeah. I saw that. Um, it's a name she's loved since Imogene Coco, who she saw on National Lampoon's Vacation. That's it. That's it. That's it. Well, it's a newer movie. That's appropriate. That's I not, it's not ex- a newer movie. I was half expecting it to be like, Matt Dillon had to have his sandwiches switched out uh, with no mayo because he hates mayonnaise or something. He 
probably does, because Matt Dillon is an asshole. Matt Dillon. Okay. I would, right out of the gate, I would like to apologize to my best friend, Rich Camelucci, who we reference way too much on this podcast, the pod father of Arcade Audio. Uh, he's hated Matt Dillon his entire life, and I've stood up for Matt Dillon on many occasions. Why? I don't know after today. I do not know. Matt Dillon fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> he sucks. Hang on a second. Rich has a lot of people who he hates. Really, it's only three that I can think of off the top of my head. Like movie-wise. Matt Dillon, Matt Adrian, Dillon Brody, Adrian Brody, Natalie, uh, and Drew Barrymore. Barrymore. Yeah, that's about it. Sorry. That's about it. Okay. Yeah. I think those are all... They're all warranted in, each their, in their own ways, you know? Um, yeah, this was not funny. I don't remember laughing out um, loud... I chuckled, or like snickered a couple of times. I chuckled. That's about it. Um, I was aghast a couple times. Why were you aghast? That Backstreet Boys band. That was, like... I I think I looked at you... We put together Jillian's little bouncy thing during this movie. Because I looked at you a couple times, I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, I just... I couldn't follow. This movie has a couple, like, really big flaws. And I think one of them is... Jillian agrees. One of them is that it's trying to be, you know, one of these, you know, far-reaching independent films is going to have this big message and all these quirky characters and all this weirdness that carries it through. But then at the end of it, like, really, it just, and I, I saw this in, I think it was the consensus from the Rotten Tomatoes score, and a couple of reviews had it as well. It's just, like, these, like, sitcom setups and scenarios. <laughs> so it, it ends up being, it doesn't feel, like, genuine to me at all. Right. And the other problem is that I've seen this movie done well. It's called Bridesmaids. <laughs> it's, I mean, Kristen Wiig being in it doesn't help, but it's seriously fucking bridesmaids without suicide. It's all it is. Somebody has fails in their career, fails in relationships, has to, you know, find her way. I mean, she didn't have anything to do with writing it or doing it, but... Yeah, this it, is it, a poor man's bridesmaids. It's immediately not going to make me enjoy the movie, because I, like, in 30 minutes, I see it following the same path and it not being funny and it not well, and it not being well written. I also don't think it's very well directed either. There's so much um, over directing in this movie. And then it makes I don't think it makes any sense. Like Bridesmaids has a through line. You can follow the sequence of events, well, you the can, story. You can follow this. this it's just I, not you inter- can't it doesn't really. catch it you doesn't really. Yes, you can. She here's this, this movie. Why was Darren Boys cover band. Because it was what his job was. But because they were in New Jersey, New Jersey has shitty entertainment. Okay. In the strip, so here's the movie in a nutshell. Kristen Wiig is a former like prodigy playwright who does ends up like not having anything to say. What do you need, babe? Mm-hmm. Um, goes to New York and socializes and dates well. Her boyfriend breaks up with her, and she has nobody, so she fakes a suicide attempt to try to attract his attention. She's found, and they think it was a real suicide attempt, so they call her mother, who she's estranged from, because her mother's a weird, gambling-addicted psycho, 
And they end up going to New Jersey, and she meets all these crazy characters and finds out that her dad, who was dead the whole time, is actually alive. And then, of course, she meets him, and he ends up being, like, the real asshole and doesn't ask for his money, and, you know, then finally he's able to tell her story, and blah, 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 blah. I mean, <laughs> and there were hermit crabs. And there were hermit crabs, and her retarded brother? Asperger's brother. Did they ever say, like... No, but I'm pretty sure that's Asperger's. Asperger's? Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah. Her, her Asperger's... You know, my, my, my mom and my aunt had hermit crabs when they were little girls. <laughs> Asperger's? I was no, like, really? No. They handled it well. I don't see either no. one of them with Asperger's. They had, they had hermit crabs when they were little girls, and my aunt loved them. But my poor aunt, her luck with animals... When and she was a little girl, she was animals. Her luck with living creatures. She wanted to clean their cage, and she accidentally boiled boiled them alive. Hold on. She boiled. Hold on. She was she was little. She was a little girl. She was like seven or eight. So she wanted to clean their fish tank and like the, the yeah the the the. So she left the, the crabs in the tank. And she she boiled them alive. How did she boil the water? Huh? She put hot water. Jesus. God, this is the same woman that dropped you on your head as a child. Well, no. She put me on the bed and I rolled off. But didn't check you. Well, because she didn't know babies could move. Uh, almost let you drown because she had to reattach her bathing suit top. Look, man. It was Miami. Everybody sunbathes with their tops off. She also didn't hide the the Advil and you had to get your stomach pumped as like a 2-year-old. No, I had an Epicat. They made me throw it up. I ha- I took time on PM. It's on the nightstand. I shouldn't have been sticking my hands on the nightstand. You're lucky she didn't try to boil you alive. Oh, we need to bathe Samantha scalding hot water. That's why I like the water so hot. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Back to the movie at hand. I thought, what? Aren't we supposed to share things about our personal lives that relate to the movie? I don't relate to anything else in this damn movie, except for the fact that my parents <laughs> tried to my kill mom hermit used crabs. to have hermit crabs. She didn't intentionally try to kill the hermit crabs. Uh, well, Chris and Mick didn't intentionally try to kill herself, so that's getting it, getting it tied back into the podcast. Um, it just doesn't... She did that to me the other day. Hold the bottle herself. It just doesn't have a lot to say. And it's, there's way too much, like, every time you think the movie's gonna, like, gonna take, like, a normal turn, it just takes another turn in, like, crazy town, and it doesn't strengthen the movie at all. So you have, so, like we said, her brother, who has, like, Asperger's or something, has his own, like, crab, like, business on the boardwalk of Jersey, but he also has this human shell with, like, Wi-Fi that he's trying to, like... What? So, basically, it's an excuse for them to have, like, this stupid shell contraption that people get into. So, that at the end of the movie At makes the end sense. of the movie, when the Russian mob shows up because... Matt Dillon's, Matt Dillon's character CIA. is in the CIA, and it actually just feels like he's another insane person that's just boinking Annette Benning and spanking her is, for two hours. Is this what New Jersey's like? I think so. Now we know why Enzo Amore is fucking insane. <laughs> um, so when so when that so when that shells needed, it's there. You have Matt Dillon's character, who's in the CIA, who has got the last name of Boosh, um, talking about being a samurai, and he's a plumber. He's a plumber, and he tries to, to and he, he's been hit by lightning three times, and has to wear this suit when there's a rainstorm. 
Um, yeah, I was so confused at that part. Because it's, it's just fucking Matt. Can I write his name down as the LVP already? No, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said at the beginning of the movie. We were going to have a discussion no, about this. No, it's not the... All right, so the movie Child opens... Child actors. So the movie opens as uh, Kristen uh, Wiig as a child, like, portraying... Being in, like, the Wizard of Oz, like, school play, and she's not okay with the... There's no place like home lines and the director's, like, coaching or whatever, and the, the girl's like... I don't remember what she said. There's no place like home. Uh-huh. There's no place but, like home. There's first no of all, that was like two minutes, and that's the only thing that she did. In the whole movie. It set the tone. <laughs> it, did, it did set the tone. It set the tone. But she was not the worst part of the movie. Matt Dillon's bullshit ramblings. And look, the whole time I knew it was like, okay, they're trying to misdirect you so hard that this guy is obviously just like a homeless creep that's probably using a net betting. And then, of course, he ends up actually being in the CIA and some Russian mobsters in the end of the film in their house with a gun trying to, like, attack him. And he ends up being fine. But, like, he just... He, Matt Dillon just always has one tone, and it's Matt fucking Dillon. And he drives me... I finally realized, like, that he drives me insane. So Rich was right. Rich was right this whole time. Rich, I'm sorry. I love you. And you were right. I was wrong. Matt Dillon is a walking, talking pile of dung. Okay, you can write him down as the other <laughs> Cool. Uh, I think... Let me double check something here. I don't think it's his first. Um, I'm going to check the other day as well. Beautiful. Make sure. Yeah, he hasn't had that before. But for LVP, I'd like to congratulate uh, Matt Dillon on joining his brother Kevin Dillon as the first sibling LVPs. Uh, Kevin Dillon was the LVP in Platoon oh. way back when. Oh. Um, Matt Dillon's going to join him. I don't think Matt Dillon's been the MVP of anything. I don't think we named I mean, him the of Crash. I mean... And I don't think we ever will. Um, he was actually okay in Crash. He was he okay. Is. He got nominated for a fucking Oscar for Crash. Yeah, he, he was good. He was okay. Um, but not in this. Not Douchebag, in... racist, cop. I mean... Uh... Matt Dillon. Um, all right, well, we very quickly named an LVP. We'll get to MVP later on. Um, I know who I'm going to go for. Oof. But, um... Was well, there anything you liked about the film? We've kind of, like, quickly, like, recapped. You, you get what I'm... T- like, you know those indie movies that are just being quirky for the sake of quirky yeah. and not really having any substance to them. This doesn't have any substance to it. That's true. It very quickly glosses over, you know, her problems and the problems... You know, they never really tackle her and her mother that well besides the fact that she's eccentric and she likes to gamble, you know, and then she lied about her husband leaving the family because he had a brain, you know, and wanting to to make something of himself. Um, it just all feels very... It felt very forced. Yeah, it all felt very forced, and they're trying to make a movie with fucking moments and kitsch, and it's, it ends up being very sitcom-y where there's not a lot of laughs, and it all just feels very, well, what about this situation? What, what can Darren Chris like you said, like, what can Darren Chris's character be? How about, like, a Backstreet Boy impersonator? Mm-hmm. Oh, that'll be funny. That'll get the audience, like, laughing and rolling. Because um, our target audience remembers the Backstreet Boys. And when I talk about overdirecting, there's just, like, this movie shouldn't be anything more than just set up the camera, 
you know, switch sides, you know, there's so much, like, attempt at substance, and it all just feels very unnecessary. It all feels, don't not turn that recorder off, Julian. Um, it all feels very, what? She's sitting up by herself. I know, she's doing good. It feels very... Indie. It feels very indie. Like, this debuted at Sundance, and it feels like it really wanted to do that. But then really not accomplish anything else. But then when the people that are there, like, don't like it, then it just fucking barely exists, and nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Um... Jim, what did you think of the movie, Baby Girl? She slept throughout most of it. And played in her in her little carousel. Um, was there anything that you liked? I asked that a minute a few minutes ago. And, and I and you didn't get an answer? Oh. Um Yeah. Any scenes or sequences? I, there was a couple performances that I liked. Um I liked The only thing like I found kind of funny uh, was uh, the brother had a couple funny like parts, yeah. um, and then the only other thing I like kind of laughed at I remember what it was was she goes to the library to like find oh, her yeah, that, that, to I find like, like her dad's it. book and she finds it but she has like no ID on her she technically stole her mom's car um, oh god that scene sucked we'll get back to that in a second um, like the immediate scene after the scene that I liked. Yeah. So, like, she's, like, trying to leave with the book, and she's walking, like, directly where, like, the librarian is. She's, like, slowly putting the book, like, under her shirt and, like, down her pants, and the librarian just, like, staring at her. And then she just, like, bolts and, like, leaves. And the librarian jumps over the thing and starts chasing her. That I like. That was funny. I liked that. I want to say, like, a chase sequence, chase sequence over a library book being stolen, which you just told me the other day. Oh, yeah. That, uh, uh, tell your library book story. I guess we are relating this to, to things from our, yeah. our real life. Um... Look, my mom and I go to the library a lot before it uh, got destroyed in Hurricane Wilma. Um, we go to the library a lot, and I checked out a book once mm-hmm. that I failed to return uh, and had to wait. It, it was uh, A Wrinkle in Time mm-hmm. by Madeline Langle, and uh, I failed to return it. And uh, my mom and I had to wait till uh, Amnesty Day at the library where they forgave our fines so we could rejoin it. And then it got... Then it got destroyed by Hurricane Wilma, and they had to build a whole new one. And it sucks. It is not as good as the original library. How much was... I don't know. It was like $700 or something like that. $700 I don't remember. for an overdue book. That's just, that's just a little insane. I don't know. I mean, it could have been, been 200 I don't know. That's still... This was many years ago. That's crazy. This was many, many years ago. I'm sorry. I'm just finishing... Writing in the MVP. Um, but, like, it builds momentum on, like, those kind of funny sequences. And the next scene is her rear-ending re- uh, rear uh, fucking Nathan Cordry for no reason. And then, like, her and the cop who she knows from high school and this guy having, like, this, like, three-way, like, argument slash, like, recognition scene. And it just fucking was not funny and it wasn't necessary unnecessary it's another one of those like dumping on movie moments and again it's like almost the exact same thing as bridesmaids like her day's shit she fucking leaves uh the the bridal uh shower and then her car breaks fucking down and then john ham picks her up and like it's almost like exactly following the same thing a cop shows up (laughs) 
It's exactly in that same vein, that same line. It's just not funny. It's just not exciting. It was just boring. Yeah, it was a pretty boring movie. It was just boring, and it just wasn't funny. You didn't get to the heart of what happened to this woman. Like, it just never was explained. What throughout this experience made her write that whatever that... I mean, it was basically just, like, what happened to her, but there's... Yeah, with hermit crabs hermit in the Hermit crabs in the back. I have Ain't fla- no Bray Wyatt match. What I know, the fuck I was is gonna this? say, flashbacks to WrestleMania. Yeah. And, and then Julia Stiles is in it. Hey, guess what? If you can get Julia Stiles for your project, your career is still in the shitter. Julia Stiles ain't happening in the streets. Especially not in 2012. 20, no, fuck no. Julia Stiles answered the phone. Uh, yeah, newborn movie? Oh, something else. Okay, I'm in. Um, the only thing that I found Julia Stiles entertaining or funny in in the past like 15 years was Generation 2. Jennifer Francis did a sketch. This is a college story. Where she was talking about how Julia Stiles was a dude and she should have a Christmas turkey up her fucking snatch. <laughs> Not like actually on stage, like like a euphemism. But even though she was a dude, they shouldn't be able to do that. I don't know. The sketch wasn't very good, but it was her impersonation was funny. Um, long story. Don't worry about it. Uh, so there was nothing else that you liked about the film? No. Um, what about you? I liked the soundtrack. Good soundtrack. Yeah, good soundtrack. A uh, c- c- couple blondie songs. Blonde. Uh, fuck. Take that again. Couple of blondie songs, kind of bookending the film. The film. I can't fucking talk to save my life. A couple of blondie songs bookend. A couple of blondie songs bookended the film, uh, so that was good. And throughout, it has you know besides Backstreet's back all right and Hit Me Baby One More Time being performed terribly. On purpose. Um, you know, good good soundtrack. But besides that, there was just, I talked about the car scene. I hated everything about them meeting their parents. Like that whole thing just. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't even remember what that's. Also, because it's Bob Balaban. How many times have you seen Bob Balaban in this? And every time I see him, I'm like, dude, come on. Let those people out of your closet. <laughs> he just creeps me out. He's a little creepy. He's a little creepy, and he just never does anything of substance or note at all. Seriously, how many, we've probably seen him in what? Probably like six movies. Don't even bother looking him up. You're going to Google Bob Balaban, it's going to come up with a fucking picture of white. It's going to be fucking a thing of Wonder Bread. Goddamn paint drying on a fence. Uh-huh. That jar of mayonnaise that had more charisma in this film than Bob Balaban. And I saw at the beginning, he got the and credit. Getting the and credit in a film means, like, you're you're something. You're hot shit. Yeah. You know, people, like, specifically get the and credit. They, they have it, like, in their contract for certain mm-hmm. films. Like, I get a special accreditation. What the fuck did Bob Balaban do to get the and credit for any film? I don't know. He's done a lot of stuff, Because an though. hour and 20 minutes in the movie, when, like, they go meet uh, Chris and Wig's dad, I'm like, hey, who are they going to get? Like, is somebody uncredited? And then it's Bob Balaban. I'm like, oh. That's right, they said and Bob Balaban earlier. But it's been 80 minutes and I forgot that Bob Balaban was going to be in this. You just like saying his name. Bob Balaban. It's, like, it's a good name. <laughs> it's a good game. A good, a good name. <laughs> Bob Balaban's making me have a fucking heart attack. Uh-huh. Yeah, Jillian. Bob Balaban sucks. Yeah, we've seen him in quite a bit. Can we make him a oh, man? I already wrote Matt Dillon down. See, it's like, this is why you can't. 
do MVP and LVP so early because then I get remembering things and I'm like, ooh, shit. Is it this person actually? But no. There'll be, be uh, other, opportunities. other opportunities. He's been in like 900 fucking goddamn movies apparently. Yeah, he is. He's one of the people who are in all of the... I know, um, in all the Christopher Guest yeah. movies. He was in Best in Show when we shit on him then. Um, but I think he was in something else. I think he was in fucking Spotlight. Or he was in oh, something else we've watched. Um, he's in a lot of... Um, he's also a director, too. Like, the little... a lot of... Uh, the little worm Wes is just... Wes Anderson movies. Yeah, great. Matt Dillon earned it with his... He was just fucking weird. But I feel like he was just being himself. He wasn't even acting. He was just being himself was, like, in this movie. He's the one that spills the beans on, like, the dad being alive. So then, like, they're on, like, the back porch. And, like, they're having, like, this big family moment. And he's just sitting there with, like, binoculars. Like, hey, can you go check and see what's going on down there? And it's No. Just... His line was, was that boat here yesterday? <laughs> he did something else fucking weird later, too. And it's... It's like, what Him is getting in happening? a fucking wetsuit so because he, he's a conduit? God, this movie blew. Oh, I also did not like the girl who played Kristen Wiig's friend, Dara. I I never like her. I did not like her at all. She's been in a bunch of stuff. She's always like a bit player in these like comedies. Because she sucks. She's never any good. And like, had she played it like at any point, like legitimate or straight? Because like at the beginning of the film, uh-huh. also the guy that played her boyfriend was also terrible too. Wes Bentley looking oh. motherfucker. Um, or no, it wasn't who I think it was. Oh no, I thought he was Milo Vergamagamagma. Oh yeah. Um, she's just better. she's just so disingenuous, and it's fine because that character is going to end up being. Why'd she do that? I, she spit it out. Oh. She's gonna end up being disingenuous anyway, but like give like give the character the opportunity to seem genuine. Even when she finds Chris and Wig like mm-hmm. in the suicide and she's at the hospital. She's married to Paul Shear. Oh, that I see. Oh yeah, she's on How Does This Get Made all the time. I knew I recognized the name. She's married to Paul Shear. God, do they have kids? Yeah, two. Oh, God. Two those, of them. Those poor kids. And she does stuff with Upright Citizen Brigade. Yeah, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's been, like, she's a known, uh, what's her name? June? June Diane Raphael. Yeah. But why, though? Because. But why? Because Because when why? she probably got started, females were weak in the comedy era. <laughs> okay, I guess that that's God. a fair point. Like, I like Paul Shear. Paul Shear shouldn't have kids. <laughs> well, Paul Shear. Paul there has Shear. to be ugly ugly people in this Paul Shear looks like if yeah. Mr. Planers was a person <laughs> he just looks like a weird fucking guy um, um, yeah I didn't like her either there's a lot of people I, who else did I not I like I mean I just didn't I, I didn't, let's talk about who we did like because I think that that list is going to well, be shorter well, I think it's going to be one person we're already like talking about who we didn't like so just keep that going and then okay. that'll, that'll sell the end I also didn't like Annette Benning. like everyone talks about Annette Benning being like this like, amazing actress. She's nominated for all these awards. This is not her best work. Well, she also, like, is hardly in it, I feel like. And I feel like I've seen her play this character before. This is the same character she was in Mars Attacks, except she doesn't have to hump Jack Nicholson. Wow. She has to hump Matt Dillon. The woman can't hump right. <laughs> She's married to Warren Beatty. Good, come on. And that betting is not good in this movie. <laughs> exactly. Jillian agrees. Uh... Kristen Wiig isn't bad. All right, so 
my MVP is Darren Chris of the movie. Who is your MVP going to be? The brother? Yeah. I see it. I see it. All right, so the three people who I ultimately didn't have a main problem with were Chris and Wig, even though she's just Chris. She's and, flat. She's, she's very, flat because she's she very can't flat be herself to the max in this. Yes. Yeah, she can't be her. Um, I like the brother. I Like, his very first scene, I was like, oh, this guy's different. I don't think I've seen him in anything, so I was excited. And he ultimately was fine. Um, but it was that typical, oh, the brother's kind of weird kind of thing. It was a little too, it was a little too uh, never go full retard for me, if, you, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was a little too silly and dopey. Like, you know. But he really wasn't, though, because at the end he, he wasn't. Cause, yeah, because when he knew the, the dad and everything. He knew, the, he knew the dad's address the entire time. Which aggravated me, and you know, and he said he never saw something because he wanted to go with his sister, which was like, oh, like a sweet moment. And then the next scene, thanks for the rim shot, Jillian. <laughs> we have our, our little rim shot expert over there, uh, Jillian. She's like, a, I just meal. She's Red Armisen from SNL. Um, how she even do that? <laughs> it does it on its own. Oh, good lord. Um. And then, the next, silly. and then the next scene, he's, like, talking all this bullshit to his dad and got, like, the napkins shoved into her, shoved into his collar. Uh, collar. And it's like, just fucking pick a lane, dude. Darren Chris was the most normal character in the thing, number one. Mm-hmm. And, that, and he was a Backstreet Boy impersonator. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they had to give him some bullshit backstory. Like, oh, he went to Yale. And, like, you know, whatever. And it's the typical. And then you know, he speaks French at one point. Young. That was funny. I like that. That was funny when he told that woman that her ass looks fat, and the guy left, and the brother left, and said like "fuck you" something because he's learned it in Chinatown. Cause he's trying to pitch his human shell in New York. He just looked like a normal fucking human being in New York. Um, he was the most normal character, so he was able to just play the most normal. And I think he's just a naturally charismatic dude that played his part well. When, I agree. All right, Darren Chris is the MVP. Like I, I liked the brother. I did, but just had he had he toned it down a little bit, one hundred percent. I was. But it, people with Aspergers don't, can't tone it down. The guy doesn't have Aspergers. He like, played somebody. Get a guy. That, get it. Here's my thing about that: is all these people are talking like, oh, for fucking Rocky Horror, you got Laverne Cox. Like, get an actual transgendered person to play a. a transvestite from Transylvania, whatever, like, everyone's in arms about fucking Iron Fist and getting, you know, not getting a, an Asian dude to do that and all these other things. If it's, like, something with a mental disease or something like that, do the exact same thing. It's no different nationalities or sexuality. If it's, like, some kind of mental disease or defect, I'm tired of, like, like people, I know a lot of those, like, probably don't allow them to be able to be actors, but fuck that. Corky from Life Goes On was on that show for like five years and was able to function and be fine. The chick from Glee, you know, it does I guess that's your PSA on equality no matter what. No matter what it is, like get somebody, if you want to make a statement on it because they didn't have the balls to say it explicitly at any point whatsoever, it was just them being fucking weird and indie still. If you're going to fucking go that route, say it and then get somebody and like raise embrace the awareness it. or embrace it or something. Because um, ultimately it ended up being an actor- doing it and it it 
hurt my enjoyment of that character. Okay. Whereas Darren Chris, I know. Do you want to get off that soapbox? Absolutely, because my legs hurt. Uh, Darren Chris was able to sing. He's good at that. He was able to be a charismatic dude that the women like. He was good at that. Um, This whole time I thought he was gay, too. He's not gay. He's he's gay and everything else. Also, he's the only one we've seen perform live. Uh, We saw him in How to Succeed in Business. We did. Yeah. We did. We went and saw him on Broadway. He's, he's just really talented, and he's he the only, is pretty. He is he's very. He's the only talented. person in this that, like, at the end of it, and this is his first film too, first movie he ever did. So, hope he picks better projects uh, eventually. But I enjoyed watching him. Even though another scene I really didn't like was the uh, was like the club scene it was just. Again, it was like the dancing, and the her dancing, and her getting drunk. Like, just could, couldn't care. Like, it felt like one of those, you know, aha coming of age moments, and it mm-hmm. just was no. It just felt like fucking drunk partying, and that was it. They had so many. It was another like over directed moment because they like added so much to it. Where if it had just been like a quick montage and just showing stuff, but instead they had to do like color swoops and you know crazy party effects the same thing with her dream sequence earlier on when she takes one pill and passes out and she wins a tony from fucking cynthia nixon and she imagines all this thing it just was too much well and that's what i meant when i said it's all over the place it didn't really have like a direction yeah so it was just very fucking it was too fucking saccharine Mm -hmm. like and no wonder nobody knows what this movie is or talks about it because it's it's gone and it's I'll never think about this movie ever again. At, at all. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Um anything else? I think we I think we tackled most of it. Um and did they so girl most likely, like at one point she goes to her yearbook. But, like, like, only the thing she sees is her, like, senior photo. Yeah. She wasn't even the name, like, girl most likely to do anything, right? Yeah, I don't So the title also doesn't mean shit. Well, no, I guess because of the playwright thing. Like, she was, like, the most promising one of that year. I don't really know. I guess. I don't know. Whatever. All right, well, uh... Are we ready to score? Cool. Am I the first one to score? Uh, no, I drew it, so I go first. No. Oh, okay. Um, not a lot of things piss me off like a poor independent film, um, and that's what this is. It's just there's so many people out there that want that have good stories to tell, and then this stuff gets made. Um, I'm yeah. curious to see what the writer has done, else because really on the writer as well. This was PG-13, too. It also felt very restrained. Like it felt like they were trying to... This felt like somebody saw Little Miss Sunshine and were like, ooh, let's do one of those. Yeah. That's exactly what this feels like. Yeah. Uh, it gonna, does feel like that. I'm going to give it a two and a half. I was going to also give it a two and a half. Okay. So it's a two and a half. So it barely beats being beaten. It does. With a hammer. Look, it, it just... I, I was thinking of going as high... I originally, like, when it was first over, I was going to probably give it, like, a three and a half or a four, and just from us talking about it more and more, it just like, reminded me of so many scenes that just were ill-advised, just reminded me of fucking Matt Dillon 
Mm-hmm. It's sad when, like, I saw Annette Benning in a casino and I wanted to see more of that. Also, like, the hospital scenes, too. Like, like the, the fucking heavy-handed, you know, doctor asking her questions because he has to. And her just, like, cramming in all that information and his conversation. And, he, and, like, his reactions. It was just... It was bad. Just bad all around. This film is most likely to not ever be in my PS4 ever again. Am I right? You're right. Oh! Hey! Hey, where's my kid at? There she is. How's it going over there? Yeah. (laughs) She likes Andrew Nice Clay. She does. You like the dice. You hit those drums. You go right ahead. Make all the noise you want. It's a free country, am I right? How are you doing? I'm doing good. You good? I'm Pay attention good. to the nice man. I was just man. looking. I'm excited. Uh, Darren Chris is going to be in uh, season three of American Crime Story. Oh, I um, saw that. The yeah. The people who did O.J. It's going to be uh, the Versace story. Yeah. Yep. Which I was actually, you know, I lived in Miami when that happened. My aunt lived on South Beach when that happened, actually. We walked by the boat. Which, that with he her was... track record, she was probably the one that killed him. Am I right? Oh! That's more so dice than nice. Let me make up for it. Uh, uh... Uh, twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. You're a star, you're a celestial being. Have fun up there, d- having a purpose in the solar system. Goodbye. I'm sure your aunt didn't kill anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Good timing, She's got great timing. She's always had great comedic timing. She knows what she's doing. Um, I don't know who she got those jeans from. Me. Uh, oh, what was the one earlier? Oh, a new. Uh, I'd like to welcome a new friend on the podcast. Um, today, uh. when Jillian was uh, trying to entertain her while we were doing stuff around the house, we put on PBS for you know making sure the kid learns. There was a little Sesame Street special in there. So everyone, welcome to the pot and shut up, Jillian. I'm still gonna do it. <laughs> welcome to the podcast, uh, renowned orange dude, homo sexual. <laughs> Ernie. Does Ernie have a last name? I don't know. Let's ask him. Oh, hey, how's it going? Hey, hey, everybody. Ernie here. Hey, Ernie. Hey. Where's Bert? Bert's, uh, Bert's at the store. What's he getting at the store? Uh, food. We're having a big Memorial Day barbecue. Oh, what are you going to eat? Oh, uh, wieners. <laughs> Appropriate. Yeah, it'll be great. Want to say hi? Hey, little one. How's it going? My name's Ernie. She's going to have such a complex when she gets older. How are you? She's definitely going to tell her therapist that her dad's schizo. No, she goes to a career day, and uh, I go and do this. It's going to be fun. Now you're like, Ernie doing Andrew Nice Clay. I still got the mannerisms. I don't know what I'm doing here. I'll see you again some other time. I know when I'm not wanted. She wants me. It's okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Also, it sounds like the sh- the Swedish chef if he spoke American. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Whatever you just did. Oh, no. <laughs> That's why I don't do these. Yeah, uh, reach in the box and grab All right. something good. Anything else to say on that movie? No, no, no we scored yeah. it. It's done. Yeah, it's no, over. We're with. Over. What are we looking for here? Uh, I just want a good movie, man. Probably don't know what it is. I do. It's not a good movie. What is it? Hoop Dreams. Hoop Dreams? Oh, Hoop Dreams is long. Yeah. <laughs> Hoop Dreams is like regarded as one of the best documentaries of all time. It's also like three hours, though. Criterion Collection. Hot damn. I've never actually seen Hoop Dreams. <laughs> I just always wanted to see awesome. it. Awesome. Hoop Dreams is supposed to be one of the best 
movies of all time. What's it about? Uh, I know. I'm, I'm a, I know. Uh, so we've never seen it, so we have to give expectations. Uh, heavily fell under expectations, by the way, for uh, Cole Yeah, Muslim. it sure like, did. Uh, what are your expectations for Hoop Dreams? I'm going to give it, since you said it's supposed to be the best documentary ever. You don't like documentaries. Huh? You don't like documentaries. I don't like documentaries, but I have watched some 30 for 30s that I do enjoy, so I think it just depends on how it's done. But it, it's three hours, so I might have to take some points off of that. When are we going to watch this? We were going to watch it tonight, but uh, not now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with a six and a half. Six and a half? I'm going to go with an eight and a half, because I love documentaries, I love sports documentaries, you know, being cautious. Don't want to go too high, so. That's, that's, that's but it's about I'm... Quidditch, so. <laughs> that's good. For a mullet, do the plugs. Quidditch, can I put that in the crock pot? <laughs> it's like a vegetable. <laughs> God, why every time I'm my mom, I get like lightheaded. Ow. Exactly. Jesus. Exactly. Because it's God being like, be nice to your mother. Stop making fun of your mother. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you, as always, check us out on arcadeaudio.net along with the other shows in our network of podcasts. Like we said earlier on the show, we're all available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe. You get your podcast automatically every single Thursday. Leave us a review while you're there. If you like the show and you like all the other podcasts in our network, go to patreon.com slash arcadeaudio. Get your bonus content there. Um, Pay us so we can buy stuff for our daughter. Yeah, help us out. Give us some money. It'd Please. be nice. <laughs> Don't sound so desperate than people. People are like, fuck these people. They're people will be like, oh my god, I feel so bad. Let me go give them money. As she's in the background, like, happy as can be, playing with her toy and making noise. They're like, yeah, the kid really sounds like she's suffering. No, she's not suffering. She's, she's naked. She has no clothes on. <laughs> Help her, please. No, we have plenty of clothes. Please don't send clothes. clothes. Don't, don't send, send clothes. clothes. Do not send clothes. Uh, but can send us emails, marywithmovies at gmail.com, at marywmovies, and uh, facebook.com slash marywithmovies. Uh, on the bottom of the box, uh, just because we talked about it oh. earlier, there was my fellow Americans, Rocket Man, Steve Jobs, and I can't make out this other one. Uh, is that Fargo? Let me see. I think it's Fargo. Oh, it is. I should have no, picked that. No, it's Focus. Focus. That Will Smith. It's out of Focus. Oh, for Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out from Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. Rimshot Jillian. Hit the drums. Jillian, Drum, hit the Jillian. drums. Take us home. Hit the drums. Hit the, Hit drums. the drums. Hit the, the drums. drums. Don't smile at me. Hit the drums. Hit the drums. Hit the drums. She's just chilling in that she's, thing. Seriously, she looks like she's, she's a fucking lowrider. Julie, <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> I don't think that's how you're supposed to use those. As soon as I turn this recorder off, she's going to hit that goddamn drum. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio.
Play more at arcadeaudio.net.